lovely i am um i've been relaxing i had a nice afternoon nap Mm. um, because i was up earlier than i wanted to be this morning and then actually this entire weekend has been um earlier than i wanted to be up i'm Mm -hmm. sorry i'm laughing because at this very moment just as we start recording the cat has decided to start chasing her own yeah, she's chasing her own tail. So what you hear, maybe the little scratching in the background is her, <laughs> like, she's sitting in the club chair, and which is just enough room for her to run around in a circle. Um, <laughs> so why, she's been there all day, by the way. So why she chose this moment to <laughs> to attack her own body, I I have no idea. So, yeah, so cats be tripping, cats be tripping. Um, but anyway, I digress. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. I have actually yesterday and today, I had a nice afternoon nap both days because both days I was up earlier than I, I really wanted to be, but for good reasons. Um, so yeah, how are you? I'm good. And by the way, folks, this is Wait, Tell Me Everything. Yes, a podcast not about kitty cats. Um, and I'm Andrea. And I'm Kristen. She doesn't have a cat. Mm-mm. But you live with a cat. It's different than having yeah, a cat. But somehow I live, yeah, I'm not responsible for feeding it. Um, <laughs> but it's a part of my life. Much to my chagrin. <laughs> She's so cute. Mm. She's a little <laughs> scamp. That that's true too, but she's awfully cute. Uh, so yeah, um, and how are you doing? I'm good. Today was like weird. Um, like my week has been crazy. Like you're talking about, you know, staying up, uh-huh. um, getting up much earlier. Yeah. <laughs> Then you want, I was just like nonstop driving this week. So today was like a rest day. Um, ended up like the fellow, I was like, I wanted to go to the store, but I didn't feel like driving. So he like drove me around, drove me around today. Okay. And, Miss Daisy. Yeah. Yep. And um, <laughs> <laughs> it was quite nice. And, um, you know, picked up a bunch of things and, you know, had lunch and where for the second day in a row, I ate entirely too much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What did you have? Okay. Like it was, you know, taco, national taco day is today. So oh, we're going right. to get tacos. And then he's like, well, kind of want pasta. You mentioned Applebee's. I'm like, you know, I don't care about change, but I'm like, okay, whatever. Fine. I'm like, whatever. I- I'll eat anything. I'm hungry. And then I mentioned like fried okra. Like he wanted to stop at the Sam's Club, and I was like, "Okay, so oh, isn't there a Williamson Brothers over there?" 
which is a barbecue place. Okay. And he was like, that sounds real good. So we ended up at the barbecue place. So no tacos. <laughs> oh, I had tacos because okay. as you know, I Oh, you, you made know, yourself like, some tacos. I made that was the pl- I was like, I don't care if we eat tacos because I'm gonna have tacos today. Cause I have stuff at home to make tacos. Like I have the Korean barbecue tacos, like always on the menu for me mm-hmm. at some point today. So that is what I scarfed down right before getting on to this thing. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, so I'm so full. That barbecue is so delicious. I had brisket and ribs. Mm, yum. So good. And um, then yesterday was my cousin's birthday. We went out to this place that I've seen before. Like, literally, one of the first restaurants when I got here that I saw. And I was like, oh, that looks interesting. Never went there for the first time to yesterday. Delicious. Again, went to a place where I was hungry. We were both hungry. We ordered, like, three entrees. Oh, wow. And appetizers. Oh, wow. And dessert. Ooh, yeah. Good so, Lord. Yeah. I know. We were, like, bears. And so we, like, <laughs> both got a fish dish. So we got a fish entree. And then there was, like, this ribeye on the menu. I was like, you want to split the steak? We're like, yes. So we, like, split the steak. And did finish all the steak, though. But the fish, oh, my God. Both of them were amazing. So Louisiana Bistro. Sounds delicious. Yeah, Virginia Avenue near the airport. Delicious. Yep. Very so. good. Mm-hmm. Drinks weren't good though. Oh, the well. drinks oddly enough were too strong. But yeah, I never thought there would be such a thing as too strong for me. But yeah, you're a little bit of a lightweight. Yeah, but it was like they muddled the fruit in the old fashioned, which was like, why would you do that? Like, just put the cherry on top, and I don't know, it wasn't right. There was something like missing. they were just doing it too was- much. They were doing too much. So the ATL old fashioned was a big old no. Hmm. Okay. That's a shame. Hate for old fashioned to not be right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, and what are you Alrighty. what are you drinking tonight? Um, well when I spoke to text you guys earlier, um I was making the Korean short ribs. Mm-hmm. In the instant pot, yes, and I forgot the whole pressure thing that I need to turn the valve. Oh, very important, and, yeah. And it was like burning, and I was like, oh, Shoot, what's that? And I was like, Okay, first of all, I haven't cooked in it like probably in about three weeks or so. But the other problem was, I was on that at that point on my second glass of wine, so that mm. might have also had something to do with me forgetting that very important step Uh, as well as when it came time for me to get it off pressure I didn't have a towel that was strong enough so I think I burnt my little my hand a little bit so great fun but the tacos were delicious I'm sure they were very tasty Um, yeah they were so good so I had the short ribs and I had some I made some caramelized kimchi oh fancy and a little bit of um, like the Korean um, hot sauce, the gochujang. I can't remember how to pronounce it. Oh, but yes. I know what you're talking about. Yes. You know what I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. And like topping with that. 
delicious. That's it. Nice. Yeah. Simple. simple. Yeah. That's the key with so the top were delicious. Keep it simple. Keep it simple, people. So yeah, it was delicious. Loved it. And I have some more short ribs to eat tomorrow. Oh, perfect. I have a backload of food. So I'm like, oh God, I have to eat all this food. Oh my gosh, that's the opposite of me. I'm like a pauper. I just have not had the energy to do anything this weekend. I didn't go to the store. Like I did, that's not the truth. I did a lot of other things, which meant the stuff that I normally do, like go to the store and like meal Mm -hmm. prep or whatever, just do the laundry, like basic stuff didn't get done because there was other stuff that was up to get done. So... Oh yeah, the laundry did not get done. It's looking at me angry right now. Yeah, and I'm gonna have to. I need. I do think that I have one pair of scrubs for tomorrow, but if I don't, I really need to do at least a small load of um, work wear um, for tomorrow. So yeah, that is where I am at. Yeah, I just have. I have a class on Monday and Tuesday for the next two weeks. The next two Monday that starts at eight thirty on Zoom, which for me, is yes, okay, which for me is early because I don't like to start anything till nine thirty. Mm-hmm. That's usually my first little Zoom call of the day. But yes, eight thirty, and so I was like, it's for three hours. So I was like, I have to be attentive. So yeah, so yeah, I've mm-hmm. been doing some yeah doing other stuff. Like I did like. I didn't do my usual like shopping in one day. Like I did a lot of it today. Like you know, mm-hmm. like you know, go around and get stuff. But I did a little bit yesterday. It was kind of disjointed, but I have like all my stuff for next week. But because I went out two days in a row, like I have leftovers. So I'm like, okay, I have too much food. Yeah. Um, yeah. The backup of the leftover things that you've eaten out from, and then yeah, the food that you probably were going to cook. Yeah, so I was like, oh, God. Because, yeah, because I had this one, uh, this fish that I was going to make for lunch. And I was like, today I have to cook this fish today because it's been in the refrigerator like a couple of days. Right. So I was like, I have to cook this fish today. And I was like, but I am not hungry. Like, <laughs> I was like, I don't have, I don't need this meal today. Right. So I cooked the fish, put it up. I was like, I'll eat it. I was like, I just have to cook it. So it's very, I was like, I tasted it. It was very tasty. So I was like, I'll have that, I guess, at some point tomorrow. I guess I'll have it for lunch. Who knows? But again, I have so much food. So much food. Good I mean, problems good problems to have. to have. Yes, definitely. Absolute first mm-hmm. world problems. So all good. Mm-hmm. All good. All right. Yeah. Shall we get to it? Oh, God. Yeah. There's plenty to get to. I'm aware. So I'm much okay. to talk about. Um, so much to talk about. So much to talk about. Um, just a really brief mention because there's not a lot to this story, really. Um, when we left off um, with the Breonna Taylor case last week, uh, the they were asking for the recordings to be released of the grand jury. Mm-hmm. Um, so they did release the recordings, however. They didn't release the parts that mattered or that the, that we have questions about. So they only released the portions of the recordings that had to do with the evidence that was presented. Um, but they did not release um, where, you know, the jury, the grand jury was given instructions on what to, what charges to evaluate, which was the question and the reason why um, 
we the you know people have been asking for the grand jury uh, re- records to be released so um so there is a very good detailed story in the washington post uh dateline october 2nd um where the mm-hmm. headline is key issue absent in grand jury audio no revelation on whether charges in brianna taylor's death were recommended um so um so just an update on that case um which of course is not surprising that they would release the the you know everything but the thing that was really the key issue is they ever actually given um uh murder charges to consider um right so um but the article in, in the washington post is really good for those who really want to do an, do a deep dive into it um but it's also very long and detailed so we're not going to cover it today but i did just want to note that um so yeah just problematic as always um ongoing mm-hmm. problems with that entire situation um so as everybody knows, the big news from this week, well, there's been two big news pieces, mm. all of them around the president of the United States. Um, so I'm just going to start chronologically with the debate, uh, um, which was by like all, I mean, I don't think there was anyone right of the aisle, left of the aisle, any, anywhere on the spectrum who did not uh at least acknowledge that it was a disaster of it was not a debate <laughs> it was not a debate mm-hmm. by any de- uh, definition of debate um that is out there in the world to be <laughs> considered um where you know where issues and sides are actually like discussed and arguments are made so it was not a debate um it was more of a shouting mm-hmm. match um and um you know poor chris wallace uh, he really he earned all his pay that ninety minutes because you know he he tried he really really tried um, but he could not get uh, primarily Trump to shut up um, and so the big takeaway though I think for me and for a lot of people from this debate was the moment where. Uh, Chris Wallace asks Donald Trump to denounce white supremacy. Um, and he basically refuses to. Um, and so um, I pulled one article that was just kind of short and concise on it. Um, this is from uh, boston.com, um, which is affiliated time service uh, via Boston. And the dateline is September 30th. Um, and so it says, so who exactly are the proud boys? So this came up as part of this, this part of the debate it says when asked by moderator Chris Wallace to denounce white supremacy and violent militias during Tuesday's presidential debate, President Donald Trump asked for suggestions. Give me a name. Go ahead. Who would you like me to condemn? Trump said. Former Vice President Joe Biden jumped in, quote, white supremacists and proud boys, he said. Proud boys, the president said. Stand back and stand by. Uh, Proud Boys leader Enrique Tarrio greeted the name drop enthusiastically. He posted on a conservative social network called Parlor Proud Boys with seven exclamation points. I will stand down, sir. Tario later posted that he did not take the comment as a, quote, direct endorsement, but he congratulated Trump for, for how he answered, quote, a very pointed question. 
he continued to say, or he wrote, the question was in reference to white supremacy, which we are not. Him telling the Proud Boys to stand back and stand by is what we have always done, always in all caps. Google search traffic spiked immediately for the group that calls itself, quote, a drinking club of Western chauvinists. Watchdog groups like the Southern Poverty Law Center and the Anti-Defamation League have described them as a kind of far-right fight club and hate group. The group has chapters across the nation, but it's more active in Western states, where members have openly clashed with left-wing groups in street battles in recent years. Uh, ADL CEO Jonathan Greenblatt tweeted, In case anyone has any doubts, the Proud Boys are a virulent strain of American right-wing extremism. They have a long track record of violence, including in Portland just this past weekend. Last weekend, the Proud Boys staged a rally in Portland that fell far far short of the 10,000 people organizers had predicted. But those who attended expressed their loyalty to Trump and willingness to do battle. One speaker said, and this is from the Washington Post, we kick a lot of people to the curb. Gotta love to drink, gotta love to fight. I mean, they're like, they basically sound like a group of like modern day, like Neanderthals. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's just, I mean, it's, and from, I've read several articles to kind of find one that was more concise. All of them, like, just, um, they just sound like, it's really like a ragtag group. There's not like, um, it's not like a very large group. Um, And then according to this, it says the group was created in 2016 by Vice Media co-founder Gavin McInnes amid a spike in activity in the broader alt-right. McInnes styled the group as an uber-masculine fraternity of men who, quote, refuse to apologize for creating the modern world. Insert eye roll. Mm, Um, Right. I'm like, mm, no. No. Um, as a result, the ADL has called the group, quote, less a pro-Western drinking club and more an extreme right-wing gang whose, quote, members subscribe to a scattershot array of libertarian and nationalist tropes. Members of the group, including McGinnis, have made anti-Muslim and anti-Semitic statements, and the group is proudly anti-feminist. The ADL estimates the group's total membership as unknown but relatively small. The Proud Boys gained some notoriety for its odd initiation rituals and requirements for membership. Last year, two Proud Boys were sentenced for four years in prison for brawling with left-wing protesters outside the Metropolitan Republican Club in New York City, where McGinnis was giving a speech in 2018. While excited by Trump's mention, members of the group pushed back hard against any connection with white supremacy. Yosef Ozia, uh, an Atlanta resident who is black and has associated with the group in the past, tweeted a series of photos of African-American Proud Boys with the ironic caption, Proud Boys are white supremacists. Whatever, Yosef, you need to find better friends. Um, National figures in this group took Trump's comments as encouragement to continue to quarrel with left groups. Trump basically said to... Go F them up. This makes me so happy. Joe Biggs, another Proud Boys personality, posted to Parlor on Tuesday. Joe Biggs. Joe Biggs. That's his name. Joe. Joey Bag of Donuts? Joey. 
Joe Bags. Yeah, I'll say that. Say okay, so. that's our um, Mike Berbiglia <laughs> joke. Berbiglia. Okay, go on. Hysterical. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, so that's, a, that's um, for me, that was the big takeaway from the um, the entire debate. Right. I mean, it was just, mm-hmm. it was such a telling moment because honestly, I mean, and even uh, commentators on Fox News, like post-debate, <laughs> were like, yeah, not really sure about, you know, like they sort of had, they did not know what to do with the fact that when asked mm-hmm. to denounce white supremacy, he literally like hemmed and hawed and like, and mm-hmm. didn't, like he changed the subject um, to Antifa and left-wing protesters. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, and just flat out did not denounce white supremacy. Um and then, you know, and then telling this group of, um, you know, Western chauvinists, whatever that means, um, that um, that they should stand back and stand by um, is the same type of instigating that Trump has been known for in the past. And, mm-hmm. you know, I go back to um, uh, Charlottesville and his comments after that where, you know, he was like, there's fine people on both sides of this, you know, and he's just continually, um, he does not want to upset that part of his base. And if any, and not mm-hmm. only not upset them, but he also encourages them. Um, and he's had many moments where he says these little side things and then tries, you know, the next day he tried to walk it back Trump did by saying he didn't know who the who the Proud Boys were, but it was sort of like mm-hmm. I mean, one like no one believes you. First of all, like you, you know, like if you didn't know who they were, why would you address them at all? Like why would you say anything to them one way or the other if you weren't sure who they were or really don't know anything about them? Um, right, and people kept pointing back to the fact that he was like, "Tell me who I'll denounce them right now." Tell me who. And I'm like, they're like, well, he was willing because it was Eric, not Eric Trump, the other one, you know, was on there saying, oh, he said that he would, you know, um, denounce, you know, the groups, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, okay, but out the the very next thing that he says is basically telling them, get ready. Right. So, like, we understand, like, no one's stupid. Like, like, it doesn't matter all the stuff that he said before, this outweighs any other thing that he said it outweighs anything and i'm sorry like it's not a hard question right do you do you denounce white supremacy right like it reminded me of of the catholic uh baptism ritual because when you know Mm -hmm. it's like the godfather right like when oh yes i denounce him right do you denounce satan and the the correct answer in the liturgy is yes i denounce satan (laughs) like that is the correct answer like there is no other answer and this is the same thing do you renounce uh denounce um white supremacist group yes i denounce white supremacist group very simple that is the answer there is no other answer that's a and he didn't give that answer not only did he not give that answer like, but he points you know he like takes you know uh the group that uh joe names joe biden names and like basically you know it gives them what's 
amounts to a call, arms a call to arms. Yes. Call to action. Yes. Yeah. So it's just like, right, let's go. <laughs> it's so like, there's no, there's no excuse for this. And I don't understand. And this is again, on top of what I mentioned last week, which was his uh, comments about uh, eugenics, you know, by mentioning the racehorse theory and his good genes and the good genes of the Minnesotans that he was talking to, you know, two weeks ago at the airport hangar rally. I mean, and so many other things, like so many other things that he said or done or insinuated that that I don't understand how people keep ignoring it or making meaning of it in some other way that like they explain it away. I don't get it. Like, I don't understand. I don't understand. I, don't, I just I don't. Mm. I'm, I'm at a loss <laughs> for, for people who are continuing to defend him. Um, when he's just defense, he's, he's defenseless. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah. Um, so of course, <laughs> as if that all wasn't like enough fodder for the media and all that this, you know, we're like, we're less than 30 days from, uh, the November 3rd election and, the news that just came out a day ago is that both um, uh, Hope Hicks, um, mm-hmm. the president himself, and Melania all have uh, tested positive for the coronavirus. Um, and, you know, so the, initially, I think there's still kind of two camps out there right now. So those who, um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, those who feel that this is um, a malarkey, ho- yeah, malarkey and a hoax on his part, um, and a way to, um, you know, to change the the narrative and the news uh, in the media. Um, which, if it's if that's true, I think the argument for that is that um, to the degree that it has completely changed what we're talking about, right? Like no one's talking about mm-hmm. white supremacy anymore. No one's talking about his tax records and that disaster anymore. Like all the things that were headline news with regard to Trump up until this point mm-hmm. are now no longer in the media. Um, and, um, you know, and it has brought his, you know, but it has brought, on the other side of that, it has for sure brought his handling of the pandemic back to, you know, squarely back to the conversation piece. Because obviously, and one of the articles, uh, I pulled a couple of articles on this because it was just hard to kind of um, weed it down. But I won't, go, I won't go into detail on both. But the one that I'm going to um, mostly talk from is um, from Buzz, BuzzFeed News, um, hosted on October 3rd. And it's White House officials flouted coronavirus guidance at their Supreme Court celebration. It was likely a super spreader event. Um, so there's a lot of um, conjecture now about this, the, you know, this, um, this event having been um, the place where likely many people have now become positive. So um, the White House gathering, because the timeline works, too. It's the timeline is actually really accurate in terms of like how long it takes for it to manifest and all that. So the White House gathering on September 26th to introduce Amy Coney Barrett as President Donald Trump's nominee, 
to serve on the Supreme Court, has emerged as a likely super spreader event in the growing cluster of COVID-19 cases surrounding the president. So far, the majority of the people who have tested positive were at the Rose Garden gathering and associated at the Rose Garden gathering and associated events, including individuals whose schedules would otherwise not obviously have brought them together. And the timing of the reported positive tests fits with the date of the event. It was also surrounded by other meetings with key Republicans to discuss the coming confirmation hearings. Trump's wife, Melania, former New York, New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, who had prepped Trump for Tuesday's debate, Kellyanne Conway. And I'm like, what a great job he did. Oh my gosh, what was the point? I mean, what was the point? Right. Like, um, Kellyanne Conway, the former counselor of Trump, who left the White House in late August, were all at the event. So were Senators Mike Lee and Tom Tillis, members of the Senate Judiciary Committee that will consider Barrett's nomination, and Reverend John I. Jenkins, president of Notre Dame University, where she is a law professor. Barrett herself has reportedly infe- was reportedly infected with the coronavirus earlier this year and tested negative on Friday. So far from shifting the narrative away from the president's mishandling of the coronavirus crisis, as his supporters would have hoped, the event has turned into an emblem of the dangers posed by Trump's practice of holding largely maskless gatherings without social distancing. Kate Grabowski, who's an epidemiologist at John Hopkins, said, I find this to be one of the single most appalling things that has happened in the past few months. I hope this serves as an important reminder that the virus doesn't discriminate, that you can catch it whoever you are, and it's a risk and it's real. Photos and videos from the Supreme Court nomination. And have you seen the pictures of this event? Like, it was just... I mean, it was oh like, my god! I, and I, and and I see the black guy like sitting in the middle of all them with his mask on, right? <laughs> Smart man, Just a few people. Smart man. I don't yeah. know why you there, sir, but thank you for putting your mask on. Uh, photos and videos show mm-hmm. the attendees mingling, hugging. Uh, Barrett was formally introduced. More than 150 people sat packed together in rows of chairs on the White House Rose Garden lawn with very few wearing masks. Um, yeah, I was like, there was no social distancing. None. They were just like right up on top of each other. Mm-hmm. I was like, are you kidding me? It was so bizarre. And it was accompanied by indoor gatherings where the risk of viral transmission is especially high. So um, before Barrett was introduced, Trump and at least eight others, including his wife, Christy, Lee, and Tillis, reportedly met with her, Barrett, inside the White House. The celebrations included a series of indoor receptions, um, according to the Washington Post. Experts told BuzzFeed News that it may not be possible to uncover the exact chain of viral transmission within Trump's circle, nor to determine how the president himself became infected. There's a ton of unknowns, and it's hard to figure out, uh, according to Carl Bergstrom, who's a this is, I've never heard this term, a theoretical biologist at the University of Washington, Seattle. I'm like, what is a theoretical biologist? I've never heard of a, like, theoretical biologist. I've only heard of a theoretical physicist. Which actually makes more sense to me, because I feel like there's a lot of, like, physics that's sort of, like, you know, unknown, unknown and conjecture. Like yeah. Pretty, I don't know. Um Oh, Fascinating. Sorry. Yeah, I've never heard of that before. Carl, okay. Carl Berkstone, let us know what you do. Um, mm-hmm. So, but research has shown that some of some people are particularly likely to transmit the coronavirus. A study of clusters in Hong Kong, 
published on September 17th, estimated that 90% of the people infected were responsible for 80% of the local viral transmission. So it only takes one of these super spreaders at an event like Barrett's nomination to seed a series of cases. Um, so, mm. the, yeah, so it's just, it's just crazy. And, like, there's all these pictures of, like, Chris Christie in the Rose Garden, like, hugging people. He's, they're, like, scrounging, you know, they're, like, scooching together to, like, take selfies. Like, one person, you know, has the camera up and they're, like, you know, gathering like you do for, like, a selfie so everybody can be in it. Um, and, we, and no masks on. They're just, just out. Um, those who attended the September 26th White House gathering were tested beforehand. The White House seems to rely on the rapid testing device developed by Abbott Laboratories that can deliver results within 15 minutes. But there's a problem with using the Abbott test for screening in this way. It has only been authorized for use on patients showing symptoms and is thought to deliver a high number of false negatives. In one study published in July, of the tests ordered at NYU's Langone Hospital ER, it gave negative results in about 45% of cases in which a rival test produced a positive result. So as more cases emerge, contact tracers will be racing to test all those who attended the Barrett event, encouraging them to self-isolate and identifying their social contacts. Bergstrom said, for people at the Rose Garden, I would want to see them tested and minimizing their contacts with other people in the interim. On Saturday, the president's physician said to the White House Medical Unit in conjunction with, in collaboration with CDC and local state and health departments, are conducting all contact tracing for CDC guidelines. Those in close proximity to the president and his entourage throughout this time include members of the White House press corps, three of whom have so far tested positive for coronavirus. So it's an absolute disaster, <laughs> like unequivocally. And my thing is, yeah, have you seen the latest today where he yes. uh, was out cruising around doing a loop in the car? I was, um, I could not believe, like, I was like, what are we even doing here? What are you doing? Why are you out of the hospital? <laughs> Why and to go to basically do a lap? What a photo opportunity! Yeah, like his photo. His photo opportunities are always like the worst thing ever. Stay in your hospital room. You are positive. Presumably, you're being treated by like you know, like we've had like doctors' reports over the weekend. Like I think for two days in a row now, we've had like his team of a gazillion doctors come out to like you know give a press conference on his you know aspects of his treatment but not like really you know they're sort of limited in what they can share um and i'm just which is shady too that doctor they're like is he on an uh, is it it an iv and he was he was not on an iv today or yesterday okay so basically he was he has been just not today or yesterday it's what I'm getting. Anyway. Yeah, and presumably there was a moment where he needed to be on oxygen, but now he's not on oxygen. Like, yeah, it was oxygen on IV. Yeah, so I was just like, um. And even okay before the 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 get lap, he did a video in a suit somewhere. I'm assuming in the hospital. Mm-hmm. I saw no it. mask on, talking, and I was like, and he's talking about how he's met the doctors and has met with the different 
soldiers and veterans and i'm like you're you shouldn't be meeting with anybody no. no you should not be talking to meeting with anybody showing him like sitting at a desk signing blank pieces of paper like he's working while he's <laughs> at the hospital someone zoomed in on the paper that he was signing it was literally a blank piece of paper why like i don't understand and i was like because he thinks this is North Korea where he could just pump out, right. you know, propaganda and we're just like, okay, yeah. I'm like, no. No, no sir. No. Just stop it. Stop it. It's just so... It's the worst. I'm so tired of him. <laughs> so, he's exhausting. He's absolutely exhausting. Um, oh, and the other thing. I'm sorry. Go ahead. One more thing. Yeah. Chris Christie. Chris Christie. Now, when I saw that he got it, I was like, okay, this man has most likely a lot of underlying factors. Oh, yes. Just going to make, yeah. And and the fact that he's like, oh, yeah, checked myself, checked into myself into the hospital like for it's a blah, hotel. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That's why I said, I was like, is the hospital a freaking hotel now? <laughs> you can just like check yourself in. Right. And I was like, no. And then like, just to see like some people like, cause you know, there's like a c- colleague of mine whose father passed away mm-hmm. from COVID. And she's like, yeah, he went to the hospital with, you know, some, you know, symptoms mm-hmm. they sent him home mm-hmm. and said to do this blah 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 mm-hmm. and then it got worse and he went back and like he never came home right. right and so like there are so many other people who have that story you know where it's just like oh my god like yeah because we i mean you put yourself yeah. in that situation yeah you did this to yourself mm-hmm. by refusing to believe that this is a real thing and now you're taking resources away from someone else well, and the thing you know, as is, a precaution, yeah, as a precaution is a thing. Like that's the problem, right? Like it's, um, yeah, that is because that's exactly how it works. I mean, and you know, I've mentioned before, I work at a hospital. We've been doing this, you know, this entire pandemic. Like people come into the tent, and depending on how, like, basically, like depending on where you are in terms of your oxygen saturation, and you know, the your which is you know. Um, very like it's you know it's just whatever whatever number you're at you know and so if you're mm-hmm. breathing well enough to where you don't need oxygen we you know we send people home like it's like go home self-isolate mm-hmm. you know whatever <clears throat> and you know and and kind of wait it out but yeah you're only admitted when your symptoms are bad enough to where you're gonna need to be hospitalized so yeah i saw that thing from chris christie and the other thing about that too is if i was chris christie i would be pissed because he he didn't get contacted he found out that trump was tested positive on the news like everybody else you see what you see you see no and that was the other thing so like everybody who went into the debate thing were supposed to be tested before going in trump and his people were late so he didn't get tested before going into the debate and according to this timeline i guess he was like positive not on friday but like on wednesday Mm -hmm. so even like before you know, they made the announcement, mm-hmm. but like he was on planes with people, went to rallies with the private, you know, donors. So like he knew he was positive 
and was just like willy nilly just going all over the place just exposing people left and right um so yeah so i you know i initially i was i i was like you know and here's the thing it's it's sad that we even have to question his uh credibility on this but he's just such a known um liar that liar that it's just like yeah that's the whole thing like there's a whole kid was like oh he there's nothing wrong with him he's playing this you know thing he's gonna get healed and so he's strong he's you know just kind of diverting attention from like all the craziness that's been going on and then he's gonna call people once he gets over this you know, he's going to call people who die from it losers. You know, you know, we, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's just so, yeah. So it's hard oh. to say, you know, I mean, I like, cause I honestly think there's an argument to be made on both sides of this. Like, I think that there is absolutely benefits to him, um, you know, acting like he's come down with it. And because again, like I said, the news cycle, the topic of the news cycle has absolutely shifted um mm-hmm. presumably like he would not be able to do a second debate at this point the second debate would be in- nope. still inside Mm-mm. the 14-day period or whatever days. so like yep. that would he wouldn't have to go through that another like you know cycle of bad press on his mm-hmm. debate or his lack of debate skills um and um yeah so i think that there's and like you said like the upside is also for him from his narcissist perspective, like coming out of it and being able to say like, you know, what a big man he is because he, you know, overcame the coronavirus or COVID-19 or whatever. Um, so, so yeah. So, but you know, um, yeah, it's so crazy. Like I even doubt that he wrote the tweet himself. Oh, he definitely didn't write that. That, that they tested. He didn't write that I tweet. was like, that tweet was yeah, completely okay. comprehensible. Coherent. coherent. Yeah, I was like, he didn't write that. <laughs> he didn't write that tweet. He didn't write okay. that tweet. I, I was, I was like, he did not write that. No, sorry, no, it was, it was not in his voice at all. That, that was no, that we know it so well now because right. he tweets so much. But I was like, he didn't even write this. Whatever. No, he definitely okay. didn't write that. So, um, so that's the other side of it too, right? Like, I'm just like, okay, well, if a staffer wrote it, like maybe he is actually, you know, like maybe he does actually have something or whatever. So I don't know. Like, could, I honestly think it. Could yeah, because he way. didn't. He hadn't tweeted for a while, right. so we're like, okay, that's you know. Something. And some people are pointing to his that. appearance at the debate too. He looked feverish even then. Um, oh, when he was walking to Marine One, I was like. Oh, he looks horrible. Yeah, and I mean, and this is for a man who I honestly think I don't ever think he doesn't he looks look good. great ever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't like. I don't like particularly think that goes without saying. That, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's sort of like, oh, for you to look, for me to say that you look bad is a whole lot because I feel like, generally speaking, you don't look terrific. So, um, so you know, so, <laughs> um, so yeah, so I don't know. Like, I mean, I think it's 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 likely that he, uh, you know. Most of me thinks that he probably has it. And honestly, just because he's so, he's been so much on the side of trying to play it down and not, you know, not taking any of the measures that are recommended by every health professional that's out there. Um, So, you know, it's not, it's not like I'm not, I would not be at all surprised that he has it. Um, it would make a lot of mm-hmm. sense that he has it. Um, and the fact that we have all these other people mm-hmm. coming down with it who are directly in his circle, um, it seems mm-hmm. to me more so that he probably does indeed have it. Um, but it's just, 
I mean, yeah, it's just crazy. The whole thing is insane. It's, it's like we're in an episode of Scandal. I mean, it's just <laughs> somebody said, oh, I think it was Lovey. Um, she said, um, man, this season of House of Cards is something else. <laughs> right. Excuse me. That was so funny to me. I was like, yeah, pretty much. Um, so, yeah. Oh my God. So that's where we are. That's what's newsworthy this week. Um, there's, mm. yeah, there's, it's just, it's this, this is, I don't think I've ever honest i don't think none of us have ever had like this crazy a year of like just one wild thing after another um it's just like the hits just keep coming so um the hits just keep coming right when i think um nothing else can get crazier (laughs) again it's like the next month is like hold my beer like yeah um, yep it's just insane yeah yeah so um Okay. There you go. Is that all of That's all I have. Yep. Okay. So let's go into viral Vox. Mm. So the thing that's kind of gone viral this week, it's not a, like a, it's a sad thing, Mm. but I did want to talk about it Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. because there were just kind of people coming down on both sides of, you know, people had a lot to say, which I'm like, Oh God. Okay. Um. So Chrissy Teigen and John Legend, um, you hear about this? They mm-hmm. lost their child. Yeah. So, um. Miscarriage, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, before, um, she went into the hospital. Um, or you know, right before you know the the, the miscarriage. Mm-hmm. Um, she wrote. Uh, you know, because okay, the thing with Chrissy Teigen is she like lives her life on social media, right? Yeah, so she shares like everything. Sometimes I'm just like, okay, too much, mm-hmm. but that's kind of what she does. So, um, about six days ago, she um wrote, you know, hello from the hospital, about to have my second blood trans- transfusion, which truly, truly, truly sounds more dramatic than it is. It's an IV, but instead of fluids, the blood of some kind human being out there. Baby and I are completely fine, just missing the little things like walking, cooking, playing with the other butt butts. Came across this little gem from ringing in 2020. It all makes sense now. So it's a picture of her with um, like a towel on, sitting at a fancy table with a happy new year and looking like, ugh. Um, <laughs> like, you know, kind of like she foresaw like 2020 was going to be like a crappy year. That's funny. Um, yeah. So then she sh- shared several pictures. Um, of her in the hospital in her bed crying getting you know like the spinal tap or the IV in the hospital with John holding the baby um, and crying and so she wrote this was like two days after they were admitted we are shocked and in kind of in the kind of deep pain you only hear about the kind of pain we've never felt before we were never able to stop the bleeding and give our baby the fluids he needed despite bags and bags of blood transfusion. It just wasn't enough. We never decide on our baby's names until the last possible moment after they're born, just before we leave the hospital. But we, for some reason, have started calling this little guy my belly Jack. So he will always be Jack to us. Jack Mm -hmm. worked so hard to be a part of our little family. He will be forever. To our Jack, I'm so sorry that the first few moments of your life were met with so many complications that we couldn't give you the home you needed to survive. We will always love you. Hmm. Thank you to everyone who has been sending us positive energy, thoughts, and prayers. 
We feel all of your love and truly appreciate you. We are so grateful for the life we have, for our wonderful babies, Luna and Miles, for all the amazing things we've been able to experience, but every day can't be full of sunshine. On this darkest of days, we will grieve, we will cry our eyes out, but we will hug and love each other harder and get through through it. So yeah, so... Mm, so um, sad, so hard. Yeah, and so the thing was, a lot of people... Um, kind of responded negatively about this. Some people did. Hmm. Um, about that, you know, this was too much. Her sharing this experience uh, with everybody. Her um, having pictures um, of her in the hospital. Um, it was too much. It was inappropriate. Hmm. And my thing is like, First of all, I don't tell you don't tell anybody how they should grieve. Right. If a person needs right. to be like she again, she lives her a lot of her life on social media. She shares a lot. If that's how she wants to express it, let people do what they want to do. If you don't like it, you again, like we've said many times, you choose who you follow. Right. Don't follow her. Don't follow her. If you're annoyed by this, I'm sure you have been annoyed by a lot of other things she said on social media. Sure. So don't follow her, but I think you know miscarriages, um, you know losing, you know mm-hmm. children, the whole angel baby thing. It's so common yes. that so many people don't know that how common it is until they lose a child, right. and other women then share right. that. Oh yeah, I lost a baby too, and th- and like mm-hmm. it's kind of like a yeah. So I think like this is you know if it helps like one other person, yeah. You know, with their grief, then you know that's that's great. Yeah, I have always said that I feel like people do not share enough about their miscarriages because, honestly, mm-hmm. like so many women that I meet with at the hospital, uh, I'm I don't primarily work in our women's pavilion, but you know when when I do, it's because I'm being called to a fetal demise, um, and um, and it's so so much harder for them because they they think that it's like they literally take it on as it's something that they did wrong. Like they didn't do Mm -hmm. enough prenatal care. They didn't like, they didn't rest enough. They didn't, you know, like they automatically start blaming themselves. Um, And, um, and they don't know enough. They don't have enough other stories to compare themselves to, to say, to just know that it's so common because it's so, so common. I feel like, most women I know have, it seems like, have lost a baby. Most women I know have lost a baby. And, and oftentimes it's the, an initial pregnancy. Like you, people have mm-hmm. a lot of trouble with their first pregnancy and then are, are fine. Like then have like three or four healthy babies after that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and so there's that that miscarriage, even though that's something that they carry, like personally, like, you know, everyone just knows them as like the mom of like, three healthy kids or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, and then there's definitely cases where people have had like the opposite. You know, I've I've had lots of moms where it's they're on their fourth or the fifth pregnancy, and they suddenly have a miscarriage, and it's like it doesn't add mm-hmm. up because like why is this one 
How is this, how is this any different than all the other ones, you know? And so, but the thing is like, all that to say though, it's, it's very common. Like the way that it happens can manifest differently for different people, but it's, Mm. I I really do think like there's very few women that I know who have not had a miscarriage. And I don't, Mm. I honestly don't think that people know that, like, unless you really are talking to people or asking people about it, um, people don't share that that's what has happened to them. And so it's a very taboo. It feel it feels like this very taboo thing, and it shouldn't. And I get it. Like it's such a it's a painful, sure. you know, thing. And and I think part of it being so painful is because like other people don't talk about right. it. And I think I have a different perspective because I've just always kind of as far as I can can remember mm-hmm. it being a thing. Because the whole thing about me is like my mother had, I think three miscarriages mm-hmm. before having me. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, and like, yeah, so it's like, it's this thing that happens and yeah, it, it, you know, it may happen to you. It's, and I found out, yeah, other family members, like other, like, you know, whatever, like, oh, it happened to this person. And I was just like, just being like a girlfriend and having lots of, you know, girlfriends, like, I'm aware that this happens to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so just like, I, you know, I applaud her on this and uh, there, you know, while some people were criticizing her, most people were just like, you know, thank you. Because the thing is like, she lives her life so publicly, she's going to have to share this at some point because people will be like, where's the baby? Right. She was you know pregnant I mean? and then she talking? wasn't. Right. Yeah. So it's like, this is a, you know, it's going to come up. So, you know, she shared it when she saw fit. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's fine. And I, again, like anybody who has anything to say about it, it's just like, just, you know, I don't understand why people can't just like ignore a story or just move on. <laughs> like it's not, you know, like none of this is uh, mandatory. So it's so, right. it's so stupid. You choose to value this. Right. Yeah. I was like, oh, people, people are nuts. All right. So sad. Well, the, well, I don't know if it's like this is like a weird transition, mm-hmm. but um, so Lenny Kravitz was on a cover of a magazine and he kind of broke the internet this week. Oh, did he? What did he do? Yes. Oh, I think he's like 56 ish. Okay. And he's like on the cover. I think he's like chilling in his house in the Bahamas, growing his food and, you know, <laughs> being Lenny Kravitz. Um, he, Enjoying a very, he's on the cover of Men's Health. Okay. Uh, so it's him standing with some jeans. You know, he has his locks again and he has like a six pack. Of course. And the title is Lenny and Lockdown The Rock God's Secrets to Strength, Sandy, and Abs Like These at 56. So, um, yeah. So people were like, whoo, child. Like, oh my God. <laughs> like, how? How and why? Like, are you so fine? And um, yeah. So, congratulations to Lenny Kravitz because that was great. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Uh, uh, oh, I yeah. see it here now. That's very good. Mm-hmm. Do you see? It? Yeah. That, thank you for that. That was very nice of you yeah. to share that with us. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's all good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, so wait till me everything. Okay, I feel like there's like a lot of baby stuff, kid <laughs> stuff. 
So congratulations to Nicki Minaj on the birth of her first child. Okay, good. No details, so don't know if it's girl or boy, or she has a release whether it's a girl or boy. No names um, yet. Um, happy anniversary to the Obamas. Oh. Um, I think that was yesterday. Yeah. How many um, years? 28. Okay, nice. Nice to round uh, even Cause, number. Because mm-hmm, she mentioned, you know, like it was a while before they, you know, had their, their daughters. Uh-huh. Uh, so they've been married for a nice long time. And she posted on Facebook a picture of them together. He's smiling from ear to ear. And she has like a little smirk. Uh, <laughs> and it says 28 years with this one. Pink hearts. I love Barack Obama for his smile, his character, and his compassion. So grateful to have him as a partner through everything life throws at us. And this year we have a request for you. Pick one person in your life who might not vote and make sure they do. Tell us about it in the comments. That's an anniversary message of the best kind. Love you, Barack. Okay. So yeah, so all that and then like go vote. Yeah. Very nice. So very nice. Okay, and then one last piece of mess for wait tell me everything okay so you know sad news um of naya rivera passing away gosh was that like maybe a couple months ago now uh oh she was she she was found in the lake right yeah with her son her son she had saved her mustard enough strength to put her son um back in the boat and they found the son so of course her ex-husband um now has you know they're he's four years old Mm -hmm. so the controversy Uh is that her sister moved in with the ex-husband to help raise the son so people have been um of course making comments about that and like "Mm, okay that's awkward yeah, that doesn't seem right. Blah 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 blah. So he, you know, of course, got on Instagram Live and gave some like tearful um, thing. You know, basically saying his son wanted TT to live with them because she, he reminded, you know, him of his mom. He misses his mom. Um, he's like, I'm just basically doing whatever I can do. Um. To help him adjust to this. Okay. And the sister responded and she said, In the darkest time of my life, the only thing that is important is my friends and family showing up for my nephew, even though I can't show up for myself. I'm not concerned with the way things look because no one can see how each agonizing moment we all endure. What matters most, I've learned, is to show compassion, not to judge others, and never take a moment of life for granted. I hope you all can do the same. Right. Right. I mean, yeah, it's just one of those situations I feel like that I get that the optics are not Aren't good. are not good. And then at the same time, you know, I can hear like what both of them are saying in their statements. It's sort of like we're just figuring this out. Um Yeah, and I feel like I know people who have kind of done something similar. Mm-hmm. To that, and it, it like it really wasn't like, oh, I'm trying to creep up on my blah blah blah. Right. It was just like, we're just trying to figure this out. He's not equipped to handle this and like the kids' emotions. 
I'm not equipped to like be away from my nephew or, you know, whatever the case may be. I'm just trying, we're just trying to figure this out. Like everybody. Right. Yeah, it's just yeah. a difficult situation for every, like, for all parties involved. For the baby, um, who I mean, I can't even imagine this kid's trauma. Um, yeah, is like, I mean, whatever, like, you know, like whatever his mind is going to allow him to remember, and then however he's gonna like block some things and just have PTSD mm-hmm. off of it for the rest of his life. Um, you know, mm-hmm. however people who caretake for him and who love him can gather around and like make an attempt to somehow normalize the situation, like do what you have to do. Like I, you know, and if it looks, you know, if it looks crazy to outsiders, then, you know, that's just going to have to be what it is. Cause that like, I cannot even imagine, um, you know, like it's, and you know, so it's like one thing for, um, you know, him to lose his mom, you know, obviously, Lots of things can happen in life where a kid ends up without one or one of his parents or whatever. But to be there, mm-hmm. to be, you know, like to see whatever he saw, how it went down to, mm-hmm. you know, to have to be the have like the survivor's guilt that may come at some point. Um, the question. Yeah, like when he knows, like when know, he knows enough happened. to like, you know, yeah, like it's just. Yeah. So like if his dad and his aunt are trying to figure it out and other family members like I'm just like let people again like it's kind of a theme like Mm -hmm. let people figure out what they need to do around their own trauma and their own sadness and their own whatever because it's just like you don't know like I can't I can't get Mm -hmm. in these people's shoes like thank god like I'm so grateful that I have no frame of reference for what these people are going through (laughs) like it's just awful yeah um so yeah so just you know just this is just tough like I just oh my gosh that poor baby I'm like just that poor baby yeah how old I believe he's four or old hmm? hello yeah I was so Sorry for the baby, the poor baby. Poor baby. How old is he? I think four. Okay, that's what I was thinking. I, last, I remember hearing it was four. So, yeah. Aww. Yeah. Okay, so that's pretty much um, wait, tell me everything. Um, yeah. Okay, I thought you were going to talk about SNL. Um, I was, but I didn't watch it. Oh, so okay. uh, <laughs> I didn't realize it was back. I just saw like it was back today. I saw part of uh, Meg's um, performance, mm-hmm. and I was about to start watching the cold open on the debate, but uh-huh. something happened, so I didn't watch it. So yeah, sorry about that. Okay. Um, Wait, tell me. Tell me everything. Well, I did. I mean, I just, like, I was waiting to hear it from you. Like, I saw, like, a few articles about, mostly about Meg Thee Stallion um, and her um, statements about Daniel Cameron and protecting Black women. I mean, she sounds like she just went in. So I was... She did. I saw that part. So she, um, 
I guess, had performed Savage. And uh-huh. uh, after that, like, there were gunshots, like, in the uh-huh. background. Uh-huh. And then, like, um, fra- you know, protect the Black woman. She had part of, you know, Malcolm X's um, a, a portion of one of his speeches where he talked about the most unprotected oh, yeah. person in America is a Black woman. She uh-huh. had, like, part of that. She had that. I think I sent you that um, speech from the activist where she was like, Daniel Cameron is no different than uh, the people who sold us into slavery in Africa. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, she 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 went in. She absolutely did. Like I said, I didn't watch like the whole thing, but I did see a part of it. And I was just like. Wow, I don't think people. I've never seen anything like that on Saturday Night Live before. Right, right. <laughs> I'm like, I'm definitely like, I was. I'm planning on watching it this evening, um, just because I've just seen so many, like, lots of different posts about it, and I, you know, um, and just a little bit about you know her specifically her performance. So I'm like very interested to see how it all played itself out. But it sounds like it was pretty um, badass. Yes. Say the least. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, love it. Good for her. Mm-hmm. Good for her. Um. Okay. Um. So, let's get personal. Um. I will let you start off, but I feel like one of my let's get personal has to do with you. So I hope you talk about it. Oh, I don't know what it could be. Okay. Um. Uh-huh. Let's start off with the ills of being old. Um, Where shall we begin? Can I just say, like, I honestly, like, I don't think I ever had, like, quite an appreciation for, like, you know, like, when you, 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 you can't. Like, if you're in your 20s, you just don't understand. And people, you know, people who are older than you say things like, oh, you know, you just keep living and, yeah, wait till you get to whatever, you know. And you don't it's know weird. what you're talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you get there and you're like, oh. And it's just, like, such a, like, uh, 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 awful and cold discovery to, <laughs> to find yourself in that place of, like, this is what all the, like, adults in my life have, like, always been referencing. So I've been having trouble with my, like, right ankle. Um, mm-hmm. And um, this is after having, like, a few years back solved the issues and gotten treatment for my left Achilles tendon. Now I was having trouble with my right ankle. It didn't feel like my Achilles though. It just felt like something inside there, my ankle, inside my ankle, some mechanism was off. So Uh sure enough, I go to the podiatrist this week and um, he's like, Oh yeah, you, you know, you have, what is it? Post tibial tendonitis. And I was just like, of course I do. Of course I do, because what else? Why not? And so I am now, so like he's, we're taking a very like, you know, um, measured response to it, because there's definitely like more aggressive things that you can do about it. But right now I'm just, so I have two different things. I have a, like a a lace-up kind of Velcro brace thing that like kind of slips on like a sock, you know? And... That's for wearing most of the time, like at work, um, just any time that I'm really like, you know, um, on my feet. Um, 
but then he also gave me one of those little like you've seen people in these like little like the little boot Uh little like hard shell boot um and that's for like when i take the dog on a walk for the most part because i can't wear it at work it's like too cumbersome for work i can't drive with it because again it's my right foot so i can't like have it on in the car um so but the boot is also like just to kind of like continually like stabilize it because there's not a whole lot I can do about it because I have flat feet so that's part Mm -hmm. of the reason I it's like that that tendon is my flat foot is pulling against the tendon the tendon is trying to be in its normal position so that's why it's inflamed um so yeah so just old people stuff like I'm just like you know, so this is keeping me from, he's like, you know, it can get better. I'm also on a two-week course of anti-inflammatory uh, medicine. So I take one every morning. There's just another pill that I have to take, a brace mm-hmm. that I have to wear, like taking it easy, like all this stuff. And I'm like, you know what? I honestly did not know that this is what my 40s would be like. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> like, I just feel like I already spent time dealing with this and had solved my initial problem on my left side and so the fact that there's something going on, on the right now just feels like so stupid um but anyway so there's mm. there's that i'm just yeah i i have issues um and then um what else happened this week i had my first uh session with us uh my like so you know i'm in the spiritual direction uh program and Uh part of the work is to you have to find two people who will kind of be like your guinea pigs Uh to practice on and to have like spiritual direction sessions with so I had my first person uh, my first directee uh, on this past Saturday and it went really well so I was really pleased and I was able to like set up the den and so that it was like a good space to like meet and we did like masks on and six feet social distancing and the mm-hmm. whole thing. Um, and that worked out really well. Um, and um, the only, I'm still like, I still need to figure out the the dog, the Colonel, mm-hmm. you know, because of course, like, you know, I was like, you can, they can't, the animals can't be like, you know, walking around while we're doing this. So while we're meeting. So I tried to keep him in the bedroom um, but he just like he whined mm-hmm. he whined for like the first like 20 minutes and then he oh, finally like, settled Great. down but literally like 20 minutes and like my directee was fine because she was like don't worry about it I have a dog I get it it's no big deal like she was like you know she wasn't tripping like I was just anxious like in my head I was just like shut up shut up shut up shut up <laughs> you know like be quiet like this is not necessary like I'm just you know but he just like was so excited that there was like company over one because we have not had company in over six months, you know? So he was excited to meet somebody new, but then he was like really upset that he couldn't be in the room with us, you know? And, you know, the cat was fine. She could care less. She, mm-hmm. she could not care less. But like, she's like, um, I need a long time anyway. Thanks. Yeah. She was like, great. You guys are going in there. I'm going to be over here. Like, she was fine. Um, but yeah. So I was like, so that's, that's the only part that I was just feeling like, oh, the dog be quiet um so but other than him his initial like angst about it it ended up being fine and then um and then uh I also got to preach again this week Mm -hmm. um and so that was fun I was glad to be um you know behind the huh 
you in a studio? It's actually, it looks like a studio, um, but it's, and it is, it's a makeshift studio that one of our media guys, um, he basically like created a studio in his garage. Like he literally, mm. he's got lights in there. And like, I mean, it's like, it's, it is a studio for all intents and purposes, but it's literally like his, like his detached garage at the back of his house. Gotcha. Um, so, um, so yeah, but he like padded it out and made, you know, like he put everything in there that to make it like a, a studio space. So that was pretty cool. Um, so yeah, so that was, um, that was just good. It was good to be back behind the pulpit um, and um, to have the opportunity to teach. And, um, you know, so like, I feel like a lot of the week, like a lot of my like energy this week has all been like ministry directed, like, you know, mm-hmm. to, you know, write the sermon, like, you know, get it, like I had it in my head, but like get it all out, like practice it, practice it, practice it, film it, which it was its own, like sort of like, you know, it's very, uh, for me, like the filming piece of it was actually like the hardest part just because it was like my, like, you know, just like the anxiety about like being on camera mm-hmm. and. Did you guys um, stop or was it kind of all in one tape? We did it all in one tape. Um, okay. There was only like, the, we stopped twice once because, so he, because it was his garage again, it was like a really hot day. So he had opened the garage up and like aired it out, but it's still kind of warm in there. So he kept one fan on. Uh, mm-hmm. like like that was like kind of like near my feet like or whatever which was mm-hmm. great because it definitely like cooled me off and it was like I was not hot while I was talking but you know how like when you have a fan in front of you like that dry air like catches at the back of your throat you know yeah so we stopped once because I started coughing and I needed water and then mm-hmm. we stopped like a second time because then my nose was running like it was all fan related <laughs> my body was like compensating for the fact that there was like so much air in my face you know Mm -hmm. um so this is not a white snake video stop it i know (laughs) it was like it it wasn't like again like the fan was on its like lowest setting and you couldn't hear it it was fine like but it was just it was just so close so Mm -hmm. um so yeah so we only stopped twice for those things and then i had one or two things that he like where I like just redid the sound on them so that he could like mm-hmm. patch it over. Cause like my, I like flubbed a word or whatever. Um, and that was about it. So, um, mm-hmm. so yeah, so it was, um, it was good. Like I felt pretty good about it. Like I just, mm-hmm. yeah, not, not, not preaching to a room full of people is weird, you know, like to just the camera the energy. You don't see the, yeah. Right. Like you're not getting any response, obviously. Mm. There's no, I mean, there's no one there to respond. You're not really interacting. Um, and also I couldn't walk around. Like that was actually probably the hardest thing mm. is that I had to stay like on my, you know, like on my mark spots, you know, um, so that I didn't go off camera. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, like it was, so like, I felt like, five or ten minutes into it like I finally like settled into it and felt like you know like I was like more myself and more mm-hmm. natural but like I feel for the for, like first ten minutes I was very like conscious of all the things like don't move too much don't don't walk away don't you know mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so um 
so yeah so it's just the definitely not the preaching itself like preaching itself is fine it's just the 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 weirdness of doing it to camera and without an audience and you know without people to fe- give you feedback um i definitely like also like it changed the way that i wrote it you know like i didn't put that much call and response into it because obviously there's no one there to respond so um so yeah but i all, overall i felt pretty good about it i was glad um and happy for the opportunity so um yeah, so that's all my uh, let's get personal. Was, oh, 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 and also, much to your delight. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> How could I forget? How could you forget? How could I forget? Okay, so as we've so mentioned okay. previously and alluded to in previous episodes, Kristen is obsessed with the West Wing. Um, I mean, in it's a way, not a weird thing because it's it's a very strange thing. No, it is not. There are many other people <laughs> like me and worse than me, actually, as I found out from the podcast. From the podcast, yeah. So actually, then that's uh, there's some truth to that because I know one other person who is equally as obsessed as you are. There's um, a lot of us. There's a lot. It's of frightening. Yeah. So anyway, um. And I, I, I never watched it. Like I, I never got into it. Um, and so I was like, you know, but the, all of it is on Netflix. So finally this week I decided this weekend, actually, I decided I would just go ahead and start watching it. Cause I'm definitely also at that point in the pandemic where, um, I'm waiting for like new shows to come out. Like, I feel like I've watched a lot of what's already out there. Um, so I'm either like waiting for new seasons to begin or for, for even like favorite shows to start producing again, which is slowly going to start happening, I think. Um, but in the meantime, there's like this lull. And so I was like, okay, I need something good. That's like got lots of episodes that I can just like, you know, watch. And so I started watching the West Wing from the beginning, season one, episode one. Um, and it's, I, first of all, it cracks me up mostly because. I can totally see why you why you think it's so terrific. Like it makes me laugh that I'm like, oh yeah, Kristen. I'm sure Kristen like likes this. I can totally see like why she'd be into this scene or like oh, what? God, Give me is, an example. This is so Kristen. Like all the like stupid stuff. Like I just watched the episode where they talk about the census. Oh, and God, where like yeah. see mm-hmm. and like <laughs> where what's her face doesn't know. CJ doesn't know anything about census and so <laughs> sam has to like fill her in he's like the expert and he's gonna tell and i was just like this is so like a Kristen like thing like where you're just like oh yes all this random trivial information about something that nobody cares about <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. everyone should care about it it's a census year if you haven't taken or done your census yet it's so easy just go online and fill it out it takes five minutes if that okay so, Very like important. I said, um, <laughs> like I was saying, I have all these, like, fun little moments, like, private moments of, like, watching it and being, like, rolling my eyes and be like, oh, my God, this is so, oh. like, Kristen. Um, so, can I just interject so, really quickly? So please. We had, like, business that we took care of on Friday. So, we were kind of going back oh, and right. forth yes. about that. And so, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, she goes... BTW, you're about to be very excited. And I'm just like, what, that this is over? Like, what? What else could I be excited about? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, um, okay, what? And this fool writes one clue 
POTUS in a bike accident, bicycle accident. Of course, I immediately know what she's talking about. <laughs> and I do my um, iPhone, like, happy emoji. <laughs> Yay, finally. <laughs> and then I was like, for whatever reason, my gifts um, keyboard wasn't working, but I was like, but right now I'm the Jonah Hill screaming gift. Right. Um, and then I go and find that gift. And then I, yes, that is, that is me, the screaming. Yes. <laughs> so yes, I'm so excited. Yeah. I just hope you can just stick into the whole time so I can have someone to talk to you about. I, again, I, I went back and watched a couple of episodes. So I like actually just watched the census episode. So yeah. Oh my god, you're so crazy. Um it's so, no, but it is cute. And like I'm actually like so like I always knew that uh Dulé Hill was on there, so like I wasn't mm-hmm. surprised like when like Charlie's character's introduced. Mm-hmm. Um but like I texted you today cuz yes. I was like, "Oh my god, baby Elizabeth Moss." Yes. <laughs> like she's just a baby. Like she's it's like super young like teenage. She like, plays a teenager, Zoe Bartlett. Yes. It's and- so crazy. I was just like, "Whoa, that's that's bananas. And the um, thing is, so I yes. watched Matt. I didn't come to West Wing. I didn't watch West Wing while I was on the air. I came to West Wing after it was totally gone um, off TV. And I watched Mad Men first. And then oh. I started watching West Wing. Or like I was kind of in, I was, it was like in the middle of what of Mad Men. And again, like I started watching West Wing. When Netflix would send, you know, would send out the DVDs and you would like get one. So I like I'd have season one and then like have to watch season one and then like send it back and get season two. So, yes. So that's what I was doing. That's when I became introduced to or started not introduced to, but started watching the West Wing. So, yeah. Yeah. That is so crazy. So, yeah. So I was just so like, yeah, little things like that where I was just like, oh, that's so and so or oh, like, you know. So, um, so yeah, and of course, everybody in it is like super, like young, like everybody looks, you know, like they're all actors that you know. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, the thing, like everyone, I was like, first of all, the West Wing is to me is kind of like Law and Order, where like Mm. every actor has been on that show. So throughout the whole, you know, seven seasons of the West Wing. You are pretty much going to see every <laughs> right, like You're everybody like, who's yeah. yeah. It makes sense because it's like, a perfect oh, show for yeah. it because it's like there's always a ton of like additional storylines mm-hmm. and like parallel things that like where people can just jump in and jump out of it. You know, like they don't need to be like a you know ongoing like you know character or whatever. So so yeah, so that was um, that was the other exciting thing that <laughs> that I started this week. Um, and it is it's like very easy to watch like I just I've had it on like while I'm doing other stuff or whatever and I'm like you know mm-hmm. um, so, Yay! Um, so yeah so yeah very I, exciting I put that under my um, let's get personal <laughs> in case you forgot to mention it and it just my note just says most excited by you watching the West Wing. <laughs> and I told you like uh, that's what I texted you back I was like see very excited 
I'm sorry. Uh, you were, I was like, what is she talking about? Whatever. Like, what else could I be excited about besides this all being over at this crazy mess? And I'm like, I finally sit down somewhere and happy. And I was like, okay, you know me very well. Because, yes, I am very excited by that. So, mm-hmm. yes. And then the baby Elizabeth Masso. Yeah, it's it's going to be great. You know, I know you and the <laughs> politics aside. It's, I, yes. you know, Aaron Sorkin is good at, at his job. So. Yeah. And I, I like the, uh, what's the, is it Newsroom? What's yes, the other? he did Newsroom. I really liked Newsroom. And I he also did Sports that. Night. Hey, did you ever watch Sports Night? I never watched Sports Night, but Newsroom, I really got into and mm-hmm. watched all of it. And I was also, yeah, like, it's also the same thing. Like, it's very, like, you know, uh, left happy, but, um, yeah. but it's Aaron Sorkin. So, like, you know, yeah, you expect like, it. Yeah, you expect it's not a surprise. So, but I just, yeah. And that was like, you'll see some, like, other, I, okay, I just can't talk about it. But, yeah, it's just very good. <laughs> If you have never seen The West Wing before, like you're 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 gonna go on a journey. Like watch it, please. So it's so sappy. It changes. It, it gets okay. Yeah, I it's mean, definitely like sappy. Like when it's like, you know, yeah, it's, it's very like idealistic. Like the yes. music now is like, you know, Snuffy Walden. Yeah. Snuffy Walden is. The guy responsible for the music of the show, and it was all very like everyone. Name. Everyone knows Snuffy Walden if you watch The West Wing, and so he's very much everyone you know, knows. Snuffy if you Walden. watch The West Wing, everyone you do. Knows if Snuffy Walden. If you watch The West Wing, <laughs> you do because his name is Snuffy Walden, and that's not something that you just like pass by. In the uh, in the credits that hits your it's like you know Dick Wolf you the you know that so Snuffy Walden is kind of the same way it catches your attention so again it's all but the, how long if he's in charge of the music his does his name doesn't come up like Dick Wolf's name does it's like later in the credits it's later but it's very significant like the way that it comes up you're like I've never noticed a person who just wrote the music. <laughs> whose name is like this prominent in the credits. So anyway, so yeah, like in, anyway, I was just saying, in the beginning, <laughs> the music is a lot more like upbeat is like very sappy. It changes mm-hmm. over time, the storyline. Okay. Um, yeah, because, you know, they're introducing all the characters. And then there's a character in the beginning that I don't like. Can you guess who it is? Oh, it's they're already on. I think um, so. Yeah, I think she's like in the second episode. It's the girl, right? The um, the the ex girlfriend. Thank you, Mandy. Uh, Mandy. Mandy. Mm-hmm. She's so annoying. Yeah. So yeah. Yes. Yeah, she is. So yeah. So yeah. See, there you go. <laughs> I'm so excited! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> like again, so like crazy. in case you didn't know, now you know. Like again watch the west wing it's fabulous okay so were there yeah that was the last thing you had to take say so. yeah that's all i had yes. so Go i was ahead. like part of your wait tell me everything your person uh-huh. first one was yeah yes. mine was you um so i also okay. watched something else 
Um, oh, what did you watch? Okay, so kind of sad. Again, like, oh, that's my, like, theme this Why week. Why is all your Why is it sad? I don't know, but I started watching it, and I kind of have to keep going back and forth with it. Um, it's a four-part series, I think, called oh, okay. um, The Challenger, The Final Flight on Netflix. Oh, I did see, I, I saw, it's on my queue. Yeah. Um, tell me more. Um, really good. And it's kind of strange because, you know, we were all like of age. <laughs> you know, like we were not like little, little when this happened in 86. Like I was in like maybe fourth grade when this happened. So, yeah, because I was in seventh. Yeah. So I still have like a very, you know, like very much like a memory of this happening. I was like, I tell people mm-hmm. all the time, like, I really remember like the very special episode of Punky Brewster because like I was all about Punky Brewster at this time, and right. I remember they had like a very special episode where Punky wanted to be an astronaut, and they were watching, you know, the Challenger, and that was like that whole thing. Um, but yeah, so like, but like with everything else, like you remember things. You know, I was a child when this happened, but, mm-hmm. you know, how they kind of looked at what was happening and just kind of get, getting a fuller picture of what happened, the people, um, the program, like, so, yeah, so it was just very, um, it was interesting. So, yeah, just the whole space shuttle, like, I, of course, you know me, have never wanted to be an astronaut, but I've always no. shut up. No. Yeah. That was never a dream of mine, but I've always been obsessed. That was never a dream. Yeah. Of mine. Shut up. <laughs> it could have been, you know, that Oh, yeah, like if you were somebody entirely different. <laughs> I just say, yeah. But my point was yes I've always been obsessed like I don't even like science but I've always been obsessed with like the space shuttle stuff like that's always been like something I've always been very interested in okay so um yeah so I think you know part of it may have been because of the challenger and you know the whole teacher on space and Mm. but even for yeah so even now like I've always been interested in like the whole like the first, you know, astronauts with NASA and all those like trips to the moon. And anyway, it was very, very good. Like they had um, interviews with kind of like the spouses of the people who were, went up there. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Kristen McCullough, like her ex-husband, well, not her ex-husband, but like her widow, widower, he wasn't mm-hmm. in it, but her sister um, talked mm-hmm. about it. And um you know, just made it, like, really human and just talked about their lives and um, that whole... Well, one thing that it did remind me of, which I always knew and thought about, was how wonderful an orator um, that Ronald Reagan was. Um, mm-hmm. Like, even though, you know, politics aside for me, but he could, you know, that whole acting background, he could always sell his speeches were always magnificent so the one that he gave like right after about how they mm. went up and then they you know touched the face of god or whatever and i was yeah. like yeah i was like i remember that like you know was just like wow but it was just like you know just amazing like all the you know krista mccullough and how they were talking about you know doing having how the space program 
was suffering in popularity. Mm. And that's why they decided to have a civilian go on. Right. So, yeah. So I thought, you know, I was like, oh, okay. I didn't, you know, again, like I'm in elementary school. I didn't know about the PR part of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're like, you know, it started, you know, went from being, you know, front page news in like the early 80s to like fourth page little paragraphs because they were supposed to have like 24 or something flights a year. And it ended up mm-hmm. not being that way because, you know, it takes a lot of money, it takes a lot of time. They have to keep doing this and this and that. And it just wasn't, you know, they didn't have that popularity or support, you know, public support that they had before. So that's why they did that and how like different people, you know, journalists thought that they should go up and musicians or poets. It's like they were trying to think, you know, of all these people. And then they, you know, came with the teacher idea. And so right. um, one of the astronauts was talking about how, you know, he was sharing with his wife, the wife shared that, you know, He's like, I don't know that they're conveying to her how dangerous this is. <laughs> it was like, mm-hmm. it's not like a commercial f- flight. Like, this is dangerous. Right. Every time that we go up, like, you know, this is an experimental steel. Like, it's only been like, you know, a few years. This is an experimental, like, machine. Something could go terribly wrong, you know, at every time. And they're trying to portray it as like, it's like a, a regular commercial flight. And so they were talking about that. Should he, you know, kind of tell her that? And I guess like there were discussions um, about that too. And they talked about the contractor um, who did the, um, I guess the boosters or whatever, the thing that had the malfunction that caused, you know, the accident. Um, And they had like some of them on there, some of them who were like still feeling very guilty after all of these years for not speaking up. Because it was a known thing that there could be a malfunction with that part of the shuttle. And at the last, they, you know, they kind of went back and forth about if they should launch, if they shouldn't. And people, like, finally were, like, they felt they were pressured to, like, do it because it had been postponed several times already. So, Uh. yeah. So he was like, you know, we could have, he's like, this is a problem that we have been identified you know, as a potential problem that it would most likely fail. He's like, there's like, um, some, I can't remember the phrase he used, but kind of um, like a good variation or like a bad variation. And we knew it mirrored, it feared more to the bad one. Oh, oh God. Yeah. And um, he's like, we sat in the room and then there's like, there's political pressure to like, to have it done. Um, some of the managers, you know, like basically like, you know, men in a room who like made this decision, they were like, it's, you know, we're just going to do it. Even though he's like, you know, I sent the facts to, you know, with the fight. He's like, if somebody was like, well, you guys are going to have to put it in writing for us to like move forward. Like, I, I want you guys to say like, this is our decision and to like put it in writing kind of like a CYA. He's like, it was totally like a CYA thing. And wow. yeah, so I was just like, oh my God. And like, even one of the astronauts' um, wives was like, when we found out how cold it was and the temperature, he was like, oh, we're probably not going to go up today because of, you know, the temperature. Like, we're probably not going to do it. 
today because they're probably going to have to postpone it. And then when they found that they weren't, they were like kind of shocked. So it was just. <sighs> that's, that's wild. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I definitely like it's on my list of things to watch. So I definitely am going to now. Um, I always like space stuff and I, I don't necessarily have anything to trace it back to, but I just, I, I find it fascinating. Um, Recently on Netflix, there was that uh, Hillary Swank series. It's a new Netflix. Is it series away? Called away? Okay, yeah, I didn't yeah. Watch that. But I saw it. It's first of all, I love Hillary Swank. Like I feel like she's really has really good taste about what she chooses to do. Uh, so I feel like whenever she's in something, like you can kind of trust that it's going to be well done or well written, mm-hmm. you know. And this one really is no different. Like it's great. Like she, um, she's really good and. Um, and it's like, I think it seems like some of the themes are picked up on, like just this idea of like, you know, um, the effect on the families or whatever, and just mm-hmm. like um, the need to have it work this time, you know, like that sort of thing. Like those are themes that are picked up on. So, um, so yeah, really interesting. But I, yeah, I definitely, I feel like the Challenger was one of those, like, like probably the first time in like, my life where I was like one of those like oh I remember where I was when you know um because I I do like I remember I was in it was seventh grade so I was uh uh, this is my first year being enrolled at this all-girls catholic school Mm -hmm. and we were in computer lab um and we were sitting in computer lab doing like whatever coding you know (laughs) like learning to code and um and the principal uh, came on and made an overhead announcement. Um, And she was like, I need everyone to stop what they're doing right now. Like, you know, and the teachers already knew that the announcement was coming. So like, they like, they were like, and I remember my computer class teacher, like being like tearful, Mm -hmm. like she, she, like she'd already heard like the, so it was clear, like in retrospect, like the faculty had already been informed, like we're going to be, this is what happened and we're going to be making the announcement so that the students know, you Mm -hmm. know, Um, and so, and then having, you know, stopping and having her make the announcement and then the class, like taking the rest of the class to like process what we just heard or whatever. And, um, yeah, it was like a really big deal. So yeah, that's crazy. Okay. Good. Absolutely. Watch it. It was, it was very good. Um, so yeah. So, I mean, we've kind of talked about our weeks ahead of time, so no need to, <laughs> Go back there. Ah, yes. Oh. Um, and can I just say, this whole gluten-free life is killing me softly. Oh, my, okay. Um, you okay? Again, you. I went to what? sleep early because, like, my week had been crazy, <laughs> and so I woke up at one o'clock or two o'clock to use the bathroom because I drink like all this water before going to bed. Sorry, see uh-huh. if I. And so I have like 15 text messages and I was like, what is going on? So like I have like only one of them was for me. Only one of them (laughs) was from you, but apparently some of my colleagues had a like spark of inspiration at 11 o'clock at night and they were just like going back and forth about this thing that we should do. And I was like, what? Are you, what is happening? It's after eleven o'clock. <laughs> and you, and you, 
Okay. <laughs> I had a simple question. Again, 11.08 p.m. I realize it is earlier for you, but you know I'm usually in the bed, trying to sleep, or about to go to sleep a lot of times. But I was so tired. Like, I went to sleep, I think, of, I don't know if it was like 9 o'clock, whatever. I was so tired. But this fool sends me a text at 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time saying, shouldn't pad thai be made with rice noodles? Question mark. Gluten-free? Question mark. And I text you back while I was up because I was like, her rude behind text me at 11 o'clock. I'm going to text her at 1 o'clock my time. And I'm like, now I'm up. Yes. But soy sauce is not gluten-free. Nope. Sure isn't. Oh, God. Okay. Um, okay, Google. Why is there gluten in soy sauce? I don't understand. That's like a known thing. I don't know. There's like wheat. But why? I guess there's wheat in it. I don't. But soy. Yeah, because that's like okay, part so, of it. But that's not the whole thing. Apparently. Um, so yeah, I had... Okay, so first of all, like I... I I'm like increasingly like more aware but still like it's 50 50 when like remembering that i'm trying that i'm really like actively trying not to eat gluten because it's because now now that i've cut so much of it out like i am like super sensitive to it like more so than i was when i was still like you know having a it's a fermented you know soybeans and wheat there you go boo so (laughs) i or i was like in the mood for thai food so i ordered pad thai and I ordered um, the spicy rice, fried rice that I like. Um, yeah, you know, Natalie's yeah, um, exactly. And so, um, and I wasn't thinking anything of it until it got delivered. And I like, so, you know, like scooped some of each into my bowl. And I sat down to eat it and I took a bite of the noodles. And I was just like, and as I'm chewing that first bite, I was like, oh, noodles. <laughs> like I paused and I was like wait a minute so then I like put my dish down and I quickly googled like pad thai gluten-free question mark you know and everything that came back was like no like you know Thai food is often like mostly gluten-free because the noodles are rice noodles and da da and like all this stuff so like it like the first like all the hits that I was like getting on that search were all like positive about like you know Thai food is is pr- relatively safe all this sort of thing whatever and so I was like okay well then I felt safe well I whatever was yeah there must have been soy sauce in it um or something else or like I don't know like if they like used a different sort of noodle for their pad thai no because I totally had like, like it, rice noodles like that's what it's supposed to be like so that shouldn't be the problem it should be it was a soy sauce so, I don't know like if there's wheat and fish sauce either I don't know, but whatever was in there, I had like a full blown like allergy attack on what was that Friday night? Mm-hmm. Um, so I was so bummed because I was just like, oh, I like, you know, I couldn't eat. And like Natalie's ex- is expensive too. So it was like, I just like, you know, spent like $30 on dinner and I couldn't even like eat it all or like, you know, because I ordered, I ate a portion of it the first night thinking that it was safe. Then I had a full on like, allergic response to it so then you know I threw the rest of it away 
Um, so that was just sad. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can use as a relation, but you don't really care that much about Asian food anyway, so it doesn't matter. But there's another soy sauce. Again, this is my exposure from working with Mama Juju. I know so much about um, gluten-free yeah, stuff. Gluten. So, yeah, there's a sauce called tamari sauce. That is oh yes, I've seen that. Similar in taste, but it doesn't have the gluten. It's the gluten-free option for soy sauce replacement for soy sauce. Yeah, right. But then, like, so it's like again, like I only, I rarely, like every now and then, I feel like Chinese food or I feel like Thai food. It's very few and far between, so it's not like a huge loss. But like, definitely, I was like bummed because I Mm -hmm. like Natalie's Thai is my one of my favorite places too go like my one of my go-to places if like I feel like having Thai food or whatever so I was just like oh this makes me really sad (laughs) you know so um but on the upside I found out that um even though whiskey and bourbon are made from grains they're gluten-free because the wheat the gluten protein gets uh cooked out in the distilling process hmm so there, that's my bright side. Okay. Because uh, I would be really upset if I couldn't have bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost as upset as I was about the sulfite issue with wine, which has now been solved. Thank you, Pure Wand Wine fil- Wine Wands. I'm going to keep plugging those because mm-hmm. uh, they're kind of amazing. I now I just ordered a box of a box of them. <laughs> oh gosh! Because it's only one wand is good for like a six ounce glass, so I need lots of wands. Yeah, I guess so. You are correct. Uh, oh gosh, you're so crazy. Um, but I do want to also mention this big thank you to one of our loyal listeners, um, Dina. For commenting on um, Instagram last week, saying that the episode was great from start to finish. So, thank you. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. Thank you, Dina. Yeah. That's kind. Yeah. Was that our Brianna Taylor episode? Yep. She said, great episode. Love it from beginning to end. So, thank you again for listening. Aww. We appreciate you. Um, and all of our, our listeners who tune in week after week for our nonsense. Um, we appreciate we you. We do. We have a good time. We have a good time, and we like you for you two also. Mm-hmm. So that's nice to hear back. Yeah. We're all about the feedback. We are all about the feedback. I feel like we should be doing something for, um, I don't know, a thing, a contest, a thing. Or we need to have like a contest? A, a contest or like have a have a guest on. We haven't had any guests on in a while. Well, we haven't had a guest on in forever. Yeah. Mm, well, we should figure that out. Yeah, we should figure that out. So, <clears throat> yeah. All right. Just throwing that out. There you go. There you go. Throwing that out there. Um. All right, I have to be coherent. I have homework that I need to do that isn't going to get done. Okay. Um, I'll get up early. It's not going to do itself. Yeah, well, that is true. But I kind <laughs> of already know what I need to do, so I'm just going to write it down in the morning before my class starts. Um, okay, fair enough. Yeah, 
Okay, this is a very odd thing. But okay, so ADT, you know, the home security, whatever. They've been Oh, I never made that phone call. Oh, of course you didn't. Um Okay. Well, <laughs> you need to make sure that happens. Um I'm gonna call tomorrow. Yeah. So one of the things they've been doing, they've been posting recipes. Okay. And they've been like doing sponsored posts with these recipes. And one of them, I was like, that looks um, downright delicious. So thank you, ADT. <laughs> so odd, but like, hey, I appreciate a good recipe. Uh-huh. All right. We're done. So what was it? What was what? What was the recipe? Oh, I can't remember. Sorry, but they're like they have like a lot of different recipes. There wasn't just one. I just thought about it because I was like looking at Facebook real quick and like one it was like a recipe post. And I was like, oh yeah. This is for caramel peach ice cream, which has no appeal whatsoever to me. But um it reminded me of the other recipes that they the other recipe that I saw that I can now not remember what it was. But yeah, I was like, I now need to go back and search for it. Fascinating. Yeah. So it's kind of all about, hey, things to do while you're in quarantine. Like they have a recipe for this oatmeal raisin cookie that looks delicious, but that wasn't it. It was mm. an actual food thing. Yeah. All right. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. All right, folks. Thank you for listening. Almost. Almost. That's what Brandy said. (laughs) Almost. (laughs) That's what she said. (laughs) That is what she said. She she spoke truth. She spoke a word. Yes, she did. Almost does not happen. Maybe it'll happen tomorrow. I have these rods that I'm going to put in my hair and okay. wash, condition, did all, most of the stuff, and they end up going out and hanging out. So, all right. All right, all right y'all. Bye. Uh, bye. Till next week. Bye. Wait Tell Me Everything is written and produced by Kristen and Andrea. Find all available listening platforms at anchor.fm forward slash wait tell me everything. Subscribe, rate, and review to help us get the word out and get social with us on our Facebook page or follow us on Twitter and IG at wait tell me pod. Questions, feedback, or something you'd like us to tackle? Email us at wait tell me everything at gmail.com. <laughs>